Welcome back to the Goblin Gully of exclusivity and privilege. Episode 45 The Catacombs At long last, Hazel, Wooden Wolf, and Slurp Winter Knuckles make it through the Goblin Gully of Exclusivity and Privilege, which dumps them out by way of a second sarcophagus passage to the entrance of the Goblin Catacombs. Not a creature nor a thing lurks outside the catacombs. That is, as long as you don't count all of the dead goblin bones. There are bones upon bones, heaped in piles, organized in neat stacks, balanced in precarious tower formations, and strewn about haphazardly. The entrance to the catacombs is a door made of, what else? goblin bones, specifically ribs, woven together into a macabre entryway. A stomach-churning odor hangs heavy over the entire area. Goblins smell bad enough, but a dead goblin smells like a marriage between Banjango barf and rotting half-poached eggplant. (laughs) Hazel's not all that scared of the environment, but she is disgusted by the notion of spelunking in a crypt constructed of the worst kind of dead. Won't some of these goblin bones work for the witch's hammer? Respect a dead ghost mouse. Respect the young lady who holds the fairy dust. (laughs) The bones for the witch's hammer have to be gotten from the innermost vault of vaults deep inside the catacombs. It's where the bones of the nastiest of the nasty goblins are kept, and I'm sure Slurp aspires to such nastiness. Wolf's absolutely right about the witch's hammer. They don't need just any goblin bones, but the bones from the innermost vault of vaults. In addition to being heartless, goblins are soulless. And some goblins, the nastiest goblins, are the most soulless. When these types of goblins die, they have nothing to give to death, leaving death feeling cheated. So death creates a vacuum in the goblin bones. A vacuum that lies in wait for a creature weak in spirit. Wicked creatures are particularly vulnerable. And when a bone is broken over the head of a weak-spirited creature, that creature's soul, or what's left of its soul, is sucked up and death is satisfied. This is the soul-sucking plan they're hoping will bring an end to the rise of Gretchen Hexenkopf. This is the soul-sucking plan that drives them through the rib-boned entryway of the catacombs, urges them past columns made of skulls, prompts them to navigate tunnels lined with tibias, and fibulas encourages them into vault after vault adorned with twisted vertebrae inspires them to creep into the innermost vault of vaults where slurp nudges the door open with the sound of rushing water what's that sound 
the river of no return. What else would it be? It absolutely is the river of no return. It runs under the catacombs, and in fact, it takes up the entirety of the innermost vault. There's no floor, only raging waters. Wooden planks hang from the coffered ceiling by rusty chains and frayed ropes. And Wolf, Hazel, and Slurp hop from one plank to the next. A sort of deconstructed, suspended staircase to get them to the large platform that hangs closest to the ceiling. Slam-bang over the middle of the river of no return. On the platform, there's a great pyramid-like structure with small coffin-like compartments stuffed with countless goblin skeletons. An entire arsenal of potential witch hammers. Does it matter which ones we pick? One goblin's as good or as bad as the next. Wolf selects a skull and a femur. He tops the end of the femur with the skull and lashes them together with a length of braid that he cuts from one of the frayed ropes that suspends a hanging plank. He hands Hazel the witch's hammer and snatches another skull. Do we need more than one? No. It only takes one knock to snuff out a witch. But the more of us that have the opportunity to deliver a knock, the more likely we are to end up with a snuffed-out witch. Wolf grabs a femur and begins lashing a second witch's hammer. A sound stops him. It's a familiar sound. Oh no. A horribly, horribly familiar sound. It's Gretchen. Wolf clutches the hammer and steps down to the next plank toward the vault door. What are you doing? Stay here, Hazel. Please. Every time he's spoken to Hazel so far, it felt like an order to her. This actually feels like an honest request. Still, Hazel wants nothing to do with it. No. She jumps down to the plank alongside Wolf. I am coming. Hazel, if I go alone, I might best her. But if I don't, she'll think I came alone for the hammer. You can wait it out here, and Slurp will escort you out once it's safe. Slurp turns away, smiling a nasty little smile. He knows that Gretchen knows better. Knows that his nasty, backbiting plan is playing out as he intended. No, Wolf. What if she... She's overwhelmed. What if you... She can't find the words. She bites her lower lip, trying to push the emotions down. Wolf isn't her father, of course. But he brushes a curl out of Hazel's face and kisses her on the forehead. The way all good fathers kiss their daughters on the forehead. You can what if and wonder about the bad turns as long as you like. But you'll be doing it in a gloomy shadow. Instead, wonder what you'll do after you've snuffed out this witch. With that, Wolf leaps from plank to plank until he disappears out of the door of the innermost vault. His long shadow cast against the torch-lit wall of the corridor as he marches toward Gretchen and her rabble. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch... 
decisions, decisions. In the meantime, nourish your soul. Whatever that means to you, get busy doing it. We don't need any more spiritual vacuums in this world.